This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. They say marketing is a madman's game. So now we turn it over to the marketing madman with Trip Job and Darren Rand on Extra 1063 FM. Happy Saturday. Welcome to the Marketing Mad Men. Trip Job here with a longtime friend and uh, expert in pretty much all things video, Doug Lehman. Uh, Doug's a solopreneur and uh, God, we've known each other, what, seven, eight years? And uh, throughout that time, um, you know, even in the early days, you were kind of exploring and pushing, uh, I would say, some of the boundaries with video in uh, email and video um, introductions and ways to to utilize video to help uh, at that point uh, just people that uh, maybe were solopreneurs themselves. So welcome. Well, thank you, Chip. It's it's been a long time. Uh, I was I think it's been a decade and some change. But yes, leveraging video is is a tool that I grew into a business. You know, for personal branding reasons and search mode. So yeah, yeah I'm well, glad gonna, to be back in the studio. Yeah, well, we're excited to because we're going to explore that and uh, how not only you've turned it into a business, but how it can help. Uh, other businesses, whether you're a solopreneur, whether you're a small uh, company, or even mid market, and uh, so, you know. So, uh, for the record, here, Doug and I have worked together uh, both on my projects as well as many of my clients' projects over the uh, the last few years as well. So, uh, part of what kicked this off was some recent uh, articles I saw out there. Um, the first one I want to hit, and uh, the title of the article was "Digital Marketing Skills Are in Demand." And so, obviously, I think that's, uh, you know, something we're seeing out there all the time, um, but kind of went through and it talked about the most sought after skill sets. And there were 10 skill sets that uh, they really talked about from a marketing perspective and graphic design, the ability to use some of the Adobe software, whether it's Illustrator, Photoshop. Um, But then we got into editing, video design and editing. Um, and again, using some of those tools, I thought that was a great segue to, you know, why are those skills in demand? And I'll just kind of set you up for that, uh, what you're seeing in the marketplace. I'm seeing a, a major shift, and that article was right on point. I, I looked at the article as well, talking about digital marketing skills, whether it's uh, digital graphics, search engine optimization, but video really stands out. Mm-hmm. People are craving video, and people want to do their own video at times. They want to edit. They want to produce. It's it's a great medium to get your business story out, whether you're small to medium size or a large corporation. Video is key, and people want to either outsource it or do it themselves. And if you're another skill, I would add would be personal branding on that. If you're out there looking, and that's that's a talent, and video comes into play with that. But right now, it's just another tool. It's like. I think it's going to be taught in school, whether you're you're getting your business degree, you're going to have to have some form of video marketing under your marketing degree. Yeah, no, and I think, well, and and the good news is there are more schools and universities teaching it, as as Doug, you know, because you actually picked up on some projects. My daughter, who is a recent graduate, uh, college graduate uh, in communication arts, and so her focus was video and podcasting. 
So she has done a number of uh, projects, and then, of course, uh, she's back in school, and, and, and Doug actually came in and, and continued on some of these projects. But, you know, it is good to see um, that, you know, some of the universities are getting into more of the technical aspects, not just the, uh, the summary or um, larger aspects of video and, and how to teach uh, use of Adobe um, Photoshop and some of the other skill sets that they need out there. And there's a lot of great tools to get started. You just go online and you do YouTube, which we can get into, yeah. and do a video search on how to how to edit video. I mean, it's it's a point now. It's like the internet. Before the internet, we didn't have the internet. I I'm not putting the same parallel, but the idea of getting your message out and using video and it's, the areas, the the leveraging video to get started video are a lot easier than they were 20 years ago. Yeah, so let, let's start off with a few things. I know you know a lot about what's happening out there in the market, whether it's on social media, whether it's on websites. Um, and look, as we talk all the time, um, the data itself, you know, it, it depends probably who's collecting it and what they want to get across. But in general, directionally, um, the last couple of years, what have you seen in the areas and the use of video by businesses out there? Well, if you just do a Google search, and we'll use the word Google, and you look at video marketing statistics, everywhere you say it's video is on the rise in all forms and fa- functions. Pandemic, we can, we can address yeah. it. Pandemic put us in a different light. It really expedited companies and speakers and trainers and presentations leveraging hybrid events and video. So if you look at the stats from 2020 to now, prior to that, we've expedited tools with video. So it's it's growing. It continues to grow. It's not an anomaly anymore with video. It hasn't right. been for a while. I will advocate on that. But we've been so inundated with virtual meetings, virtual calls, and guess what? Video is a part of that. So it is definitely growing. It's not a trend. It's definitely the future, and it has been the future. And I think as we head into the more in the future there'll be more with artificial intelligence ai and video concepts as well yeah and i think you know it's it's just the way our personalities um you know approach things too now whether you're on the website whether you're on social media you're more likely to click or see a video than a static image exactly and it's that visual elements i mean i i love print i love text but having that video help clarify it helps with story selling it helps give you that visual element video testimonials, user-generated content. These are all functions of video. Seeing is believing in a sense. Yeah. No, and I'm glad you mentioned that about messaging. Um, I want to get into that in just a minute. Um, you also hit on something before that, uh, you know, let's, let's do it for the listeners out there. You know, can you do this on your own? And, um, you know, we'll maybe get into some best practices and some tools or how you start and I would say, um, I, I'm just going to say, yes, you can do it on your own. Um, but let's start out with understanding what you're trying to accomplish, right? 100%. What are you trying to accomplish? You can do it on your own, yes. Lights, camera, action, and your cell phone. But you got to have a strategy. Like anything in marketing and business, you've got to know who your target audience is, what your messaging is, whether you film that on a cell phone or you hire a video agency to do it and spend thousands of dollars. If your message does not resonate with its intended audience and you don't have a way of measuring maybe analytics or the input, I, I call it the five C's. You've got to have the right content, the right context, have it on the right channel socially so people can see it, have a cadence, and have a call to action. All those have to come into play, whether it's 
do-it-yourself video or a Super Bowl commercial. Yeah, and I think I'm going to use a couple of examples because I think maybe that may help resonate some of this as well. And, um, you know, I just saw an article and I've kind of reached out. We may hopefully get uh, someone in here in the next week or two. But, um, you know, a food truck proprietor really talking about how, you know, they're dealing with costs. So their key is how do they grow their business? You know, if I'm a food truck owner, you know, you can do a quick um, iPhone, cell phone video, um, you know, showing people at uh, whatever, you know, location you're at, people in line eating your food, enjoying it. That to me would be something that people would resonate of, hey, this is capturing something on the spot. All right. So, again, there's going to be some tips and we're going to get Doug to talk about that in a minute. Um, But then if I'm a lawyer. All right. And I want to get across what I do, how I help clients, the type of uh, jobs that I'm uh, able to help you win more money. I'm probably not, um, you know, I want to look very professional. I want to look buttoned up. I'm not saying there aren't lawyers who might be able to do that themselves, but I'm going to tell you probably um, that's not going to be the right um, uh, appearance if you're trying to do a homespun video. Agree 100%. Let's take it to the food truck. Food truck, you're showing people interacting, eating the taco or whatever the food is right there. Maybe put a QR code on the video so they can shop and go to your where your food truck's going to be. You know, people like the, the idea of eating mobily. Lawyer, hey, you're, you're, talking, you're talking litigation. You're talking suits. You're talking professionalism. You're talking about money. Okay? Yeah. Let's bottom line. And that that's a different style of video, and that's where – more well, more like you're gonna you're gonna inquire about having an agency that maybe specializes in law firm videos, and there's a there's a few agencies here in the Atlanta metro area that specifically all they do is uh, lawyer and law and litigation style videos. Yeah. So let's go to and, and look, Doug's helped me too. All of the videos, what I've done over 100 videos that you've been helped you've helped with on LinkedIn. 100 and counting. Uh, yeah. So um, the number one thing that Doug helped me out with, number one, was get a good microphone. I mean, that was probably the best advice you gave me. Right. In fact, we're talking into a, a great Sure microphone right now, and that great, provides great audio quality and production. If you can't hear the video... You're, you're, you're missing the mark. You're missing yeah. the message. It's a distraction. And at, at this time, we're competing for time and attention. And if I can't understand what you're saying, I'm point click. I'm, I'm off. I'm done. I'm on to the next video that I can hear. Exactly. So um, that's, the, that's number one. If you're going to try to do it yourself, take a look at that. Second, let's go back to our two examples. Um, you know, in the food truck case, uh, there's still you can do that, but can you do the editing? Sometimes there's a few things that could be done to either frame um, that video. It could be to maybe put some captions out there. It could be you mentioned a QR code and a few things like that. So there's opportunities to work with uh, companies where you do the video yourselves, but then go have someone edit it for you know typically depending on how long it is or how many you're doing, you know, a reasonable amount. Yes, on that you need you, from the food truck perspective. Yeah, you you can shoot the video on your phone, but adding captions. Let's face it, and there's statistics out there that more than half of video is watched on a mobile device, and that's probably higher than that. Yeah. So if I'm watching a food truck video, probably on my cell phone, I may not be able to play the audio, but if I could see the text, and let's let's look at framing that video again. We do a lot, you and I have done a lot with LinkedIn videos. We use what's called a square format because we get more real estate with the video. Square as opposed to the uh, widescreen look, which you see in most videos. Or 
the portrait style videos, the selfie styles videos. So you, you've got three options to have more real estate to show your video. So just taking one video and repurposing it to the right size is something that a video editor can do. That's an added bonus. No, so this is this is great. And we're going to get into more of the next level. But uh, before we go to the break, uh, tell people your website. How can they find you? Right now, just Google me, and it's under Doug Layman, L-E-H-M-A-N, or DougLayman.com. Or I have another site that it's under construction. Uh-huh. I know you had a show last week about websites. And uh, I know that's a bad word, under construction, but that's Story Selling Marketing. Dot com. Okay, super. Well, um, when we come back from the break, we're going to dive into that next level. We'll go back to the lawyer example and talk about some things that a video, either production or editing uh, company can do. So you're listening to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll be right back. Now back to the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3 FM. Happy Saturday, Trip Job with uh, Rand Inc. and the Marketing Mad Men with you here today, and my special guest Doug Lehman, and we are talking uh, video, video marketing. And before the break, uh, Doug was given some great ideas about how, you know, again, if maybe you're a small business, you're doing your own video, how um, before you publish it, you get an editing company maybe to add some captions, and uh, uh, I think one of your examples was a QR code. Now, let's say you're more that professional. So there's two options. One, you can have a company come shoot the video and do it, proper lighting and the like. Um, But let's say you've got the right microphone, you've got decent lighting and all that. Um, There's still, I would say, in many cases, the opportunity for um, a video editor to come in and do a lot of things with that video. Why don't you talk about some of the basics and areas that you've, over the years, uh, seen you know, to help companies get across their message, maybe get across their branding and their strategy, um, taking their original video and then just really amping it up a notch. Sure. Obviously, taking the original footage is one thing, but then adding visual elements to the video. We talked about QR codes, which I, is great for speakers, but having those audio captions, but other visual elements, combined pictures and text. Not, you know, if you have a static video with somebody just talking with their head all the time, you got to have pattern interrupts. So I would leverage, you know, pictures of your website, maybe interactions of a video testimonial in your video from a client of yours. In case the law firm, somebody that said we hired Jay Acme, a lawyer company, and they saved us a lot. Not those late night commercial yeah. spots, but <laughs> but pattern interrupts, and those could be visual elements, other outtakes, other cuts, call to action slides. We are visual. We're, we're keen to seeing different things, and our brain is looking for pattern interrupts to bring the point home. It's a visual media. Leverage it beyond just the talking head. Yeah, no, and I think uh, you know. I think one of the things you also have hit before is branding, and just the ability to, um, you know, whether it's that square format with the real estate you talked about, but the ability to put someone's logo in there, uh, call to action, absolutely, and those type of things. I think that, um, and do it in a professional manner. And sometimes it's you know the way it it works its way in and out of a video, understanding kind of the patterns, how long um, to uh, keep it there, and things of that nature. One thing I want to add to that too, like with the watermark, the logo, and everything, it's where you, and we'll probably get into that. Where do you distribute the video? Is it going to your website? Is it going to a social networking site like LinkedIn, Twitter? How are you positioning it? Maybe it's a paid subscription based video where you're just having a, a, a teaser video. 
But it's great to have the video produced, edited, shot. looks great. But if nobody sees it, what's the point? Right. Well, and those are the most common. I also know Doug is an expert in using um, video in emails. And so uh, let's talk about that for a minute. And sure. some of your experiences and why someone would uh, potentially use uh, email video marketing. It's another way to engage uh, stand out and grab attention. We've, we're inundated with a lot of text and a lot of emails. So having a thumbnail of a video or some motion action like a GIF or a GIF, however you want to pronounce yeah. it, to draw attention because video can speak more and showcase more if you're doing it correctly, more than simple text. It grabs attention, but it plays well with text. And I want to add to that because video email is growing more and more, and there's great tools like Vidyard and CoVideo, which we have a mutual yeah. connection for. And I uh, want to shout out to Mike and yeah. what he's doing over at CoVideo. But uh, video email just drives more attention. It's more personalized, and you can make it more efficiently. But there's a lot of steps that go involved. Supporting your text with your video. You're still trying to get eyeballs to read. There's, there's stats that putting video on your email increases click-through rates. Comes down to strategy, though. Does that video convert to something else? Right, and I think one of the things that um, when you talk about strategy and, and something like that, um, I think it here's where you, I would get into maybe more mid market companies. You know, something that you've got a long sales cycle. Uh, even as you know we've come back from the pandemic, we still aren't meeting as much in person. You know, and that opportunity to potentially use email as a way to follow up. Um, making sure someone got some content that you may have distributed to them, or let's say they went to a trade show and you weren't able to go there, but you wanted to uh, to follow up and, and make sure they had some of the information from that. Um, to me, that's an opportunity for, let's say, more of the mid-market companies to use that progression of email video. I love what you just said there, follow-up or a recap. I just presented to your team. How about a team, let's say I'm going to the panel of decision makers. There's six people in the room. Follow up with a video recapping that, that meeting, addressing their questions that were in the meeting. Or how about video proposals? Send us a proposal. Why not highlight a video proposal with the questions? So video is the next best thing to be in there. We've heard that. But following up, like you said, mm -hmm. recap videos and leveraging video across the entire engagement cycle. Yeah, no, these are um, these are great ideas and great tools, and I think there's, you know, it just it just shows the way that you can use video in in different parts of your business. Um, another one you mentioned before, um, and we've done this a lot, is someone will create um, a long form video, and by long form. I think of it as probably 10 minutes or more. I don't know, you know, the official definition. Um, but the reality is most of those long-form videos, you know, might be out on a uh, job site. Um, they might be, you know, at a convention or some type of meeting that's been uh, – or a webinar. I've, I've seen them with webinars that uh, get recorded. And the reality is maybe 1% of the people want to watch the entire long-form video. But how do you utilize that? Um, for your company? Uh, great question, and, and utilizing it with the content of the video. Let's say, we'll, we'll use an example, a webinar. Mm -hmm. The webinar is 40 minutes long. You're right. Some people may not want to watch 40 minutes of it, but we speak in sound bites at times. If you're going into a strategy with your presentation, being able to chop that video up into one to two minute segments. Okay, 
position that on your social networking sites. There's a great interaction in the webinar between Doug and Trip, and they talked about search engine optimization or whatever. I'm intrigued about that. I've got their attention on that for one to two minutes, but backlink it to, well, the full interview. Plus, you get more content. You get more mileage out of a 40-minute webinar putting, I don't know, eight to ten short clips. Now you've got more content out there getting more eyeballs. So you're trying to hook them in. with the, It's like a movie teaser, in a, movie trailer in a sense, or a teaser, but being able to give them those sound bites to drive them to the full thing. I'm not going to watch a 60-minute video more than likely unless I'm really intrigued, but if I get... But I'm, I may get awareness from it from a clip, and then yeah. then you get more eyeballs on it and more time. I think this is so important because, you know, over my years in corporate America, we've, you know, did a lot of these, and we're doing them now for clients. But, um, you know, to professionally produce some of these long-form videos, uh, again, whether it's webinar, sales meeting, et cetera, um, and a lot of times people do that, they have it created, and they do nothing else with it. Whereas you're exactly right, these bite-sized videos, the editing process, and this is a rough, rough um, range, but I would say, you know, you can create anywhere, depends how long your video is, from five to 10 short form videos for 20 to 25% of the cost of what you're being billed to do the production of the video, uh, the long form video. And yet now you get maybe six to 10 videos that you can use on your website, you can use in your sales presentations, you can use in social media. Um, and frankly, they're going to be more impactful than the long form video themselves. Take it a step further. You've got more content, more mileage out of the content out of a 40 minute webinar. And then you've got the short clips, strip it down and get the transcripts and have, have a text blog or even do an audio component, a podcast like we're doing right now. So it's, it's getting more mileage out of your content. And again, it goes back to, I'm not watching 40 minutes, but I may read it. I may hear a, uh, a sound bite. I may glance at it. I may take a picture of it with a quote. It's endless. And it's like, at this time, we're trying to get content out there, but content that draws eyeballs, it stands out again and gets insight. Yeah. And so here's, here's one of the things that uh, I'll mention is, um, so when you go into doing these, and look, we've had some clients do some webinars. Um, I will go back to the three by three model. And by that, I mean, you know, when I'm going into the webinar with them, I want to make sure what are the three big points that they want to get across right during the, uh, the course of that webinar. Um, if it's more than three points, we're probably packing too many things into that webinar. Um, but within each of the three points, there may be three sub, you know, sub messages that we're trying to get across. Um, so understanding that going in, um, again, it's more about producing the webinar, um, but then what we can do coming away from it at a minimum, depending how, how smoothly those things go, we could come away with three smaller videos or we could come away with nine because we might want to do a series, you know, on the first one, let's say it's sustainability and packaging. We had a client who did that. And, you know, it's really about the first one is what does sustainability look like? What is compostability? What are the, the challenges of compostability? There might be three sub points that they could go into each about 60 to 120 seconds long. And therefore, you know, we can build a series over a couple of weeks with those bite size videos. 100%. And as an interviewer and doing your podcast, and I've done interviewing and podcasting as well, 
You ever get the creativity and action? You ask a question and they throw a nugget out there that you didn't expect. Another source of information. Well, I can do a blog post about that. You just enlighten me and our viewers and our audience on more content. It's, it comes back to the line of questioning and having a process involved, but you can retarget and repurpose the content. Yeah. And, and so I think uh, there's a couple things. If you're looking at doing this, number one, put the time in to make sure you've got you know, a script, all right? It may not be a hard and fast script that we're reading the whole time, but that you've got the key things that you're trying to get across, whether it is a webinar, whether it is um, maybe you're out, you know, videoing and doing a case study um, so that you can direct yourselves first off. And then, um, you know, have someone who can come in and, and look at it and figure out what's the best way to get those messages across and maybe reinforce it, you know, going back to the things about putting captioning and putting some other things in your videos. It's always good to have a director and it's always good to have a strategy because at the end of the day, if your message is not getting out, it's, it's, you're shooting yourself, you're wasting your time. Yeah. So, um, we are talking with Doug Lehman, who uh, has been a solopreneur. I've known Doug for about 10 years. He's been doing this in the video field. And wanted to, um, you know, bring up some other articles and get Doug's take on this. And so, um, you know, one of the things that I saw it here was, you know, there are things to really be focused on in content marketing, all right, and understanding the metrics that uh, are the important ones for content marketing. And this really kind of the, the highlight that got me was, hey, don't just think about views and shares and likes, um, but there are other things that you need to think about. So, you know, in the terms of video and video marketing, uh, let's, let's put that into terms of, you know, what when you're talking to clients, what do you think about? What are you going to uh, try to uh, gauge success for them before you kick off a project? I love what you said about we can talk about the vanity metrics, how many likes and shares and comments I get. I think the return on investment, return on impact, return on influence, whatever ROI you want to leverage it is. Did that video lead to an interaction? Did that video lead to engagement? I put a video up on LinkedIn. I may have eight views, but two of those views might be clients are, are coming on board. To me, that's a success. I get a lot of likes, a lot of comments, but if it's not moving the meter, and, and that's kind of arbitrary what I'm saying, but at the end of the day, we're looking for conversions. I like likes, and I like the vanity metrics. Who doesn't? It's an ego booster in a sense, but if it's not driving, you know, we got our fan base out there, whatever you want to call it, but advocates are one thing, fans are another, but being able to leverage that content, did it pick up, watching that video of Trip and Darren, did it make me want to pick up the phone and do business with them. And, and can you figure that out? So we're, we're in the midst. That's, we just kicked off a um, what will be a couple month long membership drive for an association we're doing work for. So we've got video um, that highlights, you know, uh, from some interviews from another event that we did. So, again, this is a case of planning and pulling together all these uh, these videos that we would use later as well as when we had the event. Um so when we send it out, obviously I, I get click information on how many people watch the video, but we also had a button link there of join the association. To me, yeah, the video and the open rates and all that, yeah, they were nice, but I could see exactly who, mm -hmm. and there were a certain number of mem you know, non-members that clicked on the join now button. It, that it, is meaningful. And I'm going to fall back with that question because you get this question asked like well how much does it cost 
you've got to look at video as an investment and not a cost. If you're creating demand gen, brand awareness, sign up for your memberships, that's where you need to look at it. And, and it comes to that, that metric. Well, I'm glad you said brand awareness because that's a key part of it. And that's, you know, you know the old adage of, hey, are we investing in um, brand? Or are we investing in uh, trying to have bottom of the funnel type, um, you know, activation type messaging and uh, an advertisement? And I think uh, there's a point where it is about what is your the perception of your brand and that image and awareness. And I think that's that's a key thing you need to be thinking about, and both on the positive side and the negative side, um, because we have seen people who have damaged their brand um, because of the way they've gone about with video. And just to counter on that, what about if you don't have a brand awareness? What about if you have no visual social proof? Not having video or not having any validity out there is, is a detriment as well. Absolutely. I mean, I shoot, I've gone to, to sites out there where it's just, it's all copy mm-hmm. or there might be a picture and I'm trying to understand really what they do or how to use their product. You know, and I think that's a case of, you know, and sometimes we think about, okay, well, this has to be, um, you know, a video with someone talking, right? I've seen animation or, you know, probably won't talk about animation today, but I've used it over the years. And, um, you know, sometimes video can just be how to utilize that product. Explainer videos have their place, definitely. Yeah. Well, what, um, what other you know, I guess, uh, metrics do you, when you work with uh, maybe some typical clients that are out there, maybe they're those uh, small or solopreneurs, uh, what are you trying to help them with? What, what do they ask you? Maybe they come in, what are the number one things they're asking you? One of the things is they're asking brand awareness. How do I get my story out there visually? Okay. And we always hear back, well, do you have current clients and customers? Leveraging video testimonials. I'm and I think you would agree with this. I think your best sales force as a small business owner as a, or as a corporation are your current customers that are advocates. So the first thing I would recommend and do is what's your business story? Okay, let's leverage video as a way to share that. Yeah. So dig within, have your clients and customers create content, user-generated content on your behalf. So that's the first thing. You want to get your story out, and that's brand awareness. Again, it goes down to video not perceived as a cost, but an investment in your brand identity. So I'm going to yeah. take it down that path of ideation, brand strategy moving forward. So brand awareness, and they come in with asking with that. I think this is a key thing. Um, if they're looking to generate brand awareness, this cannot be a one-time or a two-time or a three-time effort. All right. I did one uh, video, one social media post, and we didn't get anything out of it. We stopped. Right. right. It can't be that. Right. And, and so I think that's one of the challenges we see with people is like you have to you have to develop a pattern. You have to be consistent. You've got to give it, you know, three months, six months, depending on your frequency level. And I say that because um, it does depend on your frequency level. We have clients that, you know, bigger clients that are putting something out every day. And I mean, I'll not all be video. Um, that's not necessarily, we wouldn't recommend that anyway. If they're out there on social, you know, there might be one day a week that's related to content driven posts. There might be one day a week that's something that's, you know, reshared that's industry news. There might be one day that is a video. 
Um, but they might be three to five days a week. We have other clients that might be two days a week, and we have some that are one day a week. Um, but it has to be a pattern. You've got to do it over time um, to drive that awareness. You're playing the long game with this, and a perfect example would be event marketing videos. And we'll get into that. I do a a yearly conference called the Outbound Sales Conference. And one of the things that I do is video spotlights, interviews, and testimonials. And we have a virtual component. So if I'm not at the conference this year in Atlanta, but I'm watching this video and I'm seeing the speakers, I'm seeing the testimonials, that may make me want to come next year. So there's that that's the long form of brand awareness. But again, it's snackable short form video clips just to create a buzz for for future business or future event ticket sales. No, I a hundred percent agree. So, you know, think about, and that's, that's again, where you want someone who is going to challenge you a little bit, understand your strategy. I mean, that's what you heard Doug say, what are you trying to accomplish when a client comes in to talk to him? Let's set up what that timing looks like. Um, and if they, I mean, what, what do you tell someone if they come in and say, Hey, I need one video cause I need to create sales in August. And it's we're in July. <laughs> in uh, July, yeah. Uh, I probably say you need to w- August of next year. Yeah. You no, know, <laughs> ideally, they're probably not the client for me. I will coach them and say, look, what what's what's your return on investment with the one video? I think it's a strategy. I mean, you, you can't. There's not a there's not a quick fix. Yeah. You know, and I mean, so understand what videos. does success look like? Yeah. I, that's one of my favorite great, questions. Yeah, that's what a great question. Like? I kind of danced around the answer. Yeah. But uh, viral video, yeah, I can't. I don't have the magic dust for that. Yeah, you know, and it's and it's not outside of a few areas. It's not TikTok, you know. It's not uh, ponies and uh, right. things of that nature. Now, there are look. I will say it. There are cosmetics. There are fashion. There are some place, places that are fantastic for TikTok. Um, but I would say most professional services uh, and products. That's just not the right uh, medium. It's. I would agree. But people are leveraging those short form videos with TikTok and the subcategories are big with Gen Y. Yeah. From a business perspective, you're seeing more of that. But again, you're trying to trying to drive attention quickly. Yeah. Well, and that's and so then that's what success looks like. So Mm -hmm. you would take them down that route. What uh, you know, let me ask you real quick. Are there any trends or any new tools and techniques that you are seeing that uh, um, people should be maybe more aware of that are going to be more uh, commonplace over the next year? I think we kind of touched on one big trend is remote editing and repurposing long form into short form. That's a continued trend that we're going to see more of more of a. You know, there's tools out there of automation and AI and videos. We're going to see more cookie-cutter stuff, which I'm not a big fan of from personalization. But we're seeing more tools that can drive videos at a quicker, more efficient rate. Are you seeing, you know, one of the things I'll see every now and then is the um, bringing in animation into those short-form videos. So, you know, adding, someone's trying to get across, you mentioned ROI, but maybe a technical point and driving in, you know, graphs or other animation forms into their video. Definitely, and, and we're in a global society, so if you have animation videos that could speak in J- Japanese or Spanish or whatever dialect, put that in the video. There's quick fixes for animation. You don't have to hire the talent. You don't have to. Again, if if it can resonate with your intended audience, that's that's the bottom line. Whether it's animation, whether it's Trip, it's Doug, Darren, whoever's on camera, or a, or an influencer. Whatever the case is, 
it still's got to it's got to have a call to action it's still got to drive traffic and they got to understand it yeah yeah all those tools and uh extras don't mean a lot if you don't have the basics and the strategy so um we're talking with doug layman you can find him at douglayman.com that's l-e-h-m-a-n and um we are the marketing madmen and you are listening to us on extra 106.3 we'll come back and have some final best practices in just a minute now back to the marketing madmen on extra 106.3 fm Welcome back, Trip Job with the Marketing Mad Men, sitting here with a good friend Doug Lehman, and we've had a fantastic discussion today about uh, video marketing and how you use video within um, your business, and what are some of the tips and tricks uh, that we go about. And you know, we were talking right before the break um, about your return on. Um, investment and return on marketing. And then, you know, I, I think I used the example. Here we are, end of July, and we've got somebody who says, hey, I want to get, um, uh, I want to get sales kicking up in August. Um, so what, how do you approach that? And what would you tell somebody that's looking for that quick hit? What's reasonable and how do you go about it? The whole, it's not a, it's not a sprint, it's a marathon. What it, what's the cost of not doing video? Okay. You know, status quo. You you're limited with visual social proof. Today you have no video, so you, you could put it. You could position it back. The cost of not doing it, being status quo, is the one thing. Not to yeah. show the fear factor, but it's positioning. Okay, you want a quick? Well, we can we can try to get a video out there. We can execute a video out there, but you got to position a strategy for the long game. And I always go back to visual social proof. Yeah, not having it, not a good thing. Yeah, and if you want to do that, okay, the, your what would be the minimum if someone says, "Hey, I want, um, you know, I want a quick hit." What would you tell them the minimum number of videos they need to do? Because one one is just not going to be the the answer. I would I would set up a series of short clips, maybe five. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're if you're going quick, you know those those selfie style or direct to camera style videos, and have five quick ones and leverage them out throughout the the week. Yeah, no, and, and then, you know, fall back on this is video two, this is video four. You know, make sure that people are aware of the other sequencing, cadence. Just like in a, in a cold or in a lead generation campaign, you've got to dictate your time frames. Yeah, well, and I think that's a good point, and I think that's one that here's here's a best practice from my perspective, and I think understanding what you want to get across, um, sequencing is important. But I think also repetition can be important. Mm-hmm. So if if you're in a sale that things build off each other, yes, you want to, I think, identify, you know, kind of that sequencing. Um, let's say it's that quick hitter, though, and you're just trying to get your messaging out about your offer, your brand, your product. Um, my view is, look, not everyone sees that video, so you can repeat videos. So I think some ki- some cases you don't want to identify this is the third of series of five. I would agree with that too. Yeah, I mean, so I think it's you know, and that's that is one that we'll get clients. Well, we can't reuse that video. Why not? You remember it, but we live it every day, right? So and that's today, a that's a great point because we get so inundated with oh, everybody's seen that video. I can't I can't post on LinkedIn. More than once a week, not everybody's seeing that post. Yeah, and the reality is, uh, you absolutely can. Now, would I would I post the same post twice in a week? No, you know, video. Um, but can I come back a month later and do that if I haven't sequenced it? If I haven't, you know, said 
um, a timing mechanism. Now, maybe I can, you know, uh, redo some posts that I've done around end of the summer. You know, you know, I talk a lot about budget, you know, mm-hmm. how do you think about marketing budgets? And so that's one that typically is an August, July, August timeframe. So, you know, I just make sure I don't mention the year. I can come back and, and use posts that I've done uh, a year ago or two years ago because it's still relevant time-wise. It, it's relevant and it's evergreen content. And that's a strategy right there, getting more mileage out of your content. You know, don't necessarily timestamp it. But, again, it's it's building that content. It's having that sequencing, having that cadence. But putting it on the right channel, go where your viewers are. I did a great business video. Sure, I'm going to have it on LinkedIn. I'll have it on my website. But it may not play in Instagram. But that's a great point. Understand where your customers are. So we got about four minutes left, and I want to hit – you know, what are some other best practices? If you want to get started, um, and one of the you know best practices I'm going to throw out there is at least talk to a professional like Doug or someone else out there. If nothing else, get to understand what they can provide you. But what are some of the best practices that you've seen? We'll do that first, and then I want to get some of the, uh, the blooper reels uh, that you've seen. Absolutely. So some of the best practices, what you just said, talk to an expert, learn from experts. I use the phrase social watching. We hear about social science. We look at trigger points, when, when there's activity online uh, to engage a client or customer. Social, go online. Use this thing called YouTube, the second largest search engine, a video platform. You might have heard of it. Great learning tool. Watch the craft. Type in and watch how other people are leveraging video. Replicate and duplicate, but do some social watching. Even before I do a, a sales call, I like to do my, we do our research, right? right. Obviously. Discovery. I like to watch videos. I watch your podcast yeah. to see how the show is going to go. I have to do my homework. So you do some video social watching. So you and, and you've been very active with Outbound for three or four years now. So I know you you work with a lot of these professionals. Give us two or three names if someone wants to go and have a sense of, boy, these these ladies or or men are really good at it. Give us two or three names they can go uh, check out. Uh, when it comes from a video perspective, and, and it's a coach and mentor of mine, I'll say Victor Antonio. Okay. He's built his business leveraging video marketing as a speaker, sales trainer, a consultant. He's an engineer. He's written 15 books. Awesome. So he, he's he's definitely right there. All right. And uh, would you give a second one? or uh, Anthony, Inorino, Anthony Inorino, because he's a real intellectual, and he's always he, he writes I've every seen, day. I've seen every Anthony. Day. He's, he's yeah. consistent. Yeah, awesome. So any other best practices out there um, that you think about? I think, you know, practice doing video on your phone and look at your mannerisms and get your reps in. Is Go beyond the mirror. Get your reps in, and you'll get better with time. You just, you just have to start. You have to have a starting point. Yeah, that is so important because the very first time, look, I've spoken for years and years and years, but, you know, rarely was it in front of a camera. And the first time I did it myself, I'm like, oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about it. So practice, practice, practice. And, and, absolutely. And, and on that, watch your footage. People say, I did the video. I'm done. No, go back and be your own critic and self I, I I look at my mannerisms and interviews. Build on that. You're your own director. And use, you know, even, and Doug knows this because he was one of two or three people that are good friends of mine, that uh, before I ever published the first few, I sent it to a couple people. What do you think? And got feedback, you know, and, you know, that was two plus years ago. But um, so, all right, let's have a little fun. We got about 90 seconds. Some of your favorite bloopers and things that uh, you don't have to name who it was, but common mistakes that you see in video marketing out there. Well, a few bloopers is not having a mic on when I'm doing an interview at a conference. 
Yeah. Uh, photo bombs, people in the background. Not knowing your surroundings. Right. right. I did an interview, which I'll put up on LinkedIn, so you've t- teased it up. I'm interviewing Jeb Blunt and Victor Antonio, and the two of them, you know, dynamic personalities. And I'm in the middle, all five foot six and a half of me, and, you know, they're both pretty tall guy with Mark, you know, and they're just clowning. I'm trying to rearrange it, so I had fun with it, but it's like, you know, who's running this, right? Yeah. It was it was a, it was fun, but bloopers are great because it yeah. shows the human ability. It shows a sense of realness because if you come off too scripted, but I, I think those type of things people can can understand. But if you've got really distracting background, mm-hmm. right, noisy. I mean, this you say you're more in an office setting and you just got this. Uh, I don't know, um, very abstract painting or some other things in the background. To me, I find those disturbing, distracting. Virtual backgrounds. You're not in outer space. You're not at the Golden Gate Bridge. Let's just talk Zoom 101. You've seen them. Outer space and the Golden Gate Bridge. Yeah, no, absolutely fantastic. You're wasting an opportunity for branding and that, and I'm getting amped up about that, but that's just a virtual component that we lack. Yeah, so um, thank you. You've been listening. Uh, Doug Lehman, who is a solopreneur, has been an expert in the area of video marketing, video editing, production. Um, check him out. Uh, you can get his website at douglehman.com, L-E-H-M-A-N. Um, you can also find him on LinkedIn, and uh, just appreciate all the insights, best practices that you've shared with us today. Um, it is such a great area that people should be uh, looking at for their business. And always, you can reach us at randinc.cc. Uh, I am Trip Job, and we are the Marketing Mad Men on Extra 106.3. We'll see you next week. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.